ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Bad Thought Therapy. I am Shree Hardy, and I really appreciate you tuning in. Tonight, we are going to be talking about a very serious topic, colorism. And you're going to love my special guest, Beth Bolden. She is a nationally certified educator. She's the author of three different books, and one of these books deals with skin. She's done a book on hair. She's done a book on sisterhood. It's all positive. And she has a very unique story about colorism. Sometimes when we're talking about colorism, we think about, you know, the struggles of dark-skinned people or dark-complexioned people. Beth is going to give us the other side of that story because she is light-skinned. So we're going to get into this conversation, and then I can't wait to tell you how you can purchase her books and connect with her. Welcome, Beth Bolden, to the show. Beth. Hello, so much for inviting me to talk about such a serious topic. Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so welcome. I appreciate you. You, My life is beautiful because I know beautiful people and you're one of those beautiful people. Just inside and out, you have a heart of gold. And you, what I love about you is that you're trying to educate our children on positive values. And so one of the things you and I have had conversations before about colorism. And so for the listening audience, I want to just you guys, I had to look up and get a formal textbook definition or dictionary definition of colorism. I'm going to read it to you. And then Beth and I are going to get in this conversation. But colorism is prejudice or discrimination, especially within a racial or ethnic group favoring people with lighter skin over those with darker skin. So we're going to have this conversation. Beth is lighter skinned. And, um, and you know, I'm going to be honest until outside of my late sister, I really hadn't had conversations with anybody about the other side of colorism. And we know that colorism comes from outside of the African-American community where, you know, people outside of our community has deemed this very narrow definition of beauty, a certain complexion, a certain hair texture, certain physical features. And as we um, were forced in raped many times, African-American women, black people became different complexions. We're, some of us are very dark, some of us are in the middle brown like me, and some of us are very light. And we should just love everybody, but it has been an issue because we can't get beyond this skin complexion. Beth, talk a little bit about, you know, some of your experiences that you've learned about colorism and why you wrote your book on um, the skin, the, the book that you did on skin. Talk about that. Okay, the first book, There's Nothing Wrong With The Color Of My Skin. I wrote that book because I wanted to know that skin is just an organ. It's the largest organ that we have. Yes. And just because we see it does not mean that we have to refer to one another by the color. Yes. You light skin this, or you dark skin this, or you in the middle this or that. And I first remember um, it happening when I started teaching school. Mm-hmm. There were girls who would play with each other on the playground and, um, they would start singing like different artists and 
different things. And I remember, I can't remember who was probably the best thing, but I've been teaching 31 years now. Mm. But I, I remember one incident in my classroom where one of the girls could sing and dance like Beyonce and when she first came out and was with Destiny Child now mm. when she was a solo artist. Mm-hmm. And someone else was singing like maybe Aaliyah or something, but the, the, color, the colors of the girl's skin was opposite the dark skin girl sounded more like Beyonce to move like Beyonce, uh, Beyonce and the light skin girl to move more like um, Aaliyah. I think that's who it was at the time. Whoever it was was someone that came out right around the time of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, well, you're too dark to be Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And that's when it started. And then the other girl was saying she was too light to be the other girl. And I remember... Mm-hmm in a um, pep rally that we wanted to have. We had an ITBS test at the time and the teachers were going to do a um, pep rally or some type of talent show mm-hmm. to get the kids motivated to, um, you know, go to bed early and, you know, do test prep and those kind of things to just get them excited about passing the state test. Mm-hmm. And so we were going to do Rhythm Nation. And um, I said, okay, well, I'm going to be um, Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. And so some of the teachers were like, um, you are too light to be Janet. Oh my goodness. And oh I said, and it, was, mm. it, was, it was devastating to me because I also taught dance in the after school program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm going to be Janet and that's where you don't look like her. I said, but I can dance like her. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm going to be Janet. And my principal heard it and she came out of her office and she said, I just can't believe that you all are having this conversation. Right, right. Miss Crenshaw at the time can't dance like her, and that shouldn't even be an issue. Right. And I just remember uh, two, three, four years ago, uh, we were you know, the schools before COVID, mm-hmm. and we were dressing up as African American uh, heroes of the past, and I dressed up as Harry Tubman, yeah. and it was the same thing. Lord, I remember a guy specifically coming up to me, another colleague, mm, saying, mm, mm. Um, I know you're not Harry Tubman. You don't like her. Oh, my like goodness. Mm, mm, mm. And I said, this is really getting ridiculous. And so the anger came um, just as an adult. Wow. Not as much as a child. As a child, mm, I wasn't mm, really considered a light-skinned girl. I was also considered someone who looked Asian. Mm-hmm, or, mm. you know, slanted eyes. And I remember my mom telling me that I came home from nursery school when I was crying. I was upset mm. because the children were calling me a Chalice. That's what they were saying. And so that's the word that I was pronouncing when I came home to see my mom. Mm. And she told me that it was not the word. It was Chinese. And she said, your eyes are beautiful. And they're just upset because their eyes are not like yours. Mm. But that was my first battle with looking different. The skin issue came, I think, maybe high school. Wasn't really a lot. But mm-hmm. just, you know, walking down the hall, here comes the bright sunshine, here comes Caps- Casper the ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, here comes, you know, it was always some um, recognition of color. And I remember one time, my friend Angie, we talk about this sometimes when we get together. Mm-hmm. From high school, I was a cheerleader and I was put, she and I both would be on top of the pyramids that we would, you know, make mm-hmm. um, at the game sometimes. And someone in the stand said, oh, they always putting a light-skinned girl at the top because she's light. And mm-hmm. she got down out of the pyramids and my friend told them, no, it's because she's good. We're both good. Wow. And I mm-hmm. said, wow. 
and that's when I really, really began to see that this is an issue. Yes, yes. And then, um, you know, I was in college when Spike Lee did his movie School Days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that was something that, you know, we really had to recognize. And him being a member of the Alpha Kappa Alpha Sword Incorporated, mm-hmm. you know, people tease and say, you know, you, you all's founders were very light. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, in fact, all the founders were light because that was, that was who they allowed to accomplish first. Mm-hmm. Their um, slave owners' children. Yes. And the last time I checked, the slave owners' children were usually the lighter skin mm-hmm. after the they went, and that was by design to separate us. Mm-hmm. And so those were some of the battles that um, I had to deal with in what I saw in my classroom, which is why I wrote the book. If we focus on the fact that this is an organ, just mm-hmm. the largest one, yes. keep it clean and understand what it's supposed to do, when the children read the book, Colorism is really not an issue anymore. They think it's kind of silly mm-hmm. to talk about an organ because in the book, because I celebrate the skin in the way that I do and put a science twist on it, the children are say, "Well, you know, Miss Bowden, we don't talk about the liver or we don't talk about the lungs, mm-hmm. we don't talk about the heart because we don't see it." Right. And so, and if we did, it would be red. Wow. You know, I, blood in our bodies. You know. You know, so, but because we see this, yeah. Why well, are, are we talking about it? It, it comes from, and I think we need to mention that it does come from slavery. It, it comes from the fact that many of our foremothers were raped by um, these slave owners. And as a result of that, our complexions became different. And the fact is, is that these slave owners did treat the people that had skin complexions that were closer to theirs better oftentimes. What is sad today, though, we are we are now out of slavery. We've been out of slavery for a couple of hundred years. What is sad is that we don't recognize that and we stop it. Because by now we should see, we should understand, okay, this damage was not created by us, but it can end with us. Because we have the freedom to look at a person and see a person's complexion and not make it an issue. But... You know, I read the more psychology books I read about how slavery um, affected us or infected us psychologically, I realize that some of these things are passed on from generation to generation. And that is one of the reasons why I love your book, There is Nothing Wrong with the the Skin I Have. Or what was the exact title? I don't want to misquote the title. There's nothing wrong with the color of my skin. There you go. There is nothing wrong. I love this with the color of my skin. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to get a copy of this book. It is available on Amazon and use it to teach your children about skin because, yes, we see complexion, but we can choose not to make complexion an issue. And that's what we have to teach our children. That, that she said before, Beth, this is an organ. It is our largest organ. And this is what protects our vital organs and start looking at it like this. And we should not um, hate a person because of the skin. God made all different complexions, just like he made all different trees and flowers and animals and, you know, sea life and all of these things. And when we respect people's skin complexion as a creation of God, we can take out this negativity. And it just grieves me, Beth, you're, you know, that you went through this as an adult. You know, I yes, kind of expect yes. children out of ignorance, but my goodness. Yes, also, you made me think about something as you were talking. Mm-hmm. I had a, a moment of what I remember 
when I worked at Six Flags in Georgia, that was one of my first jobs. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember going into the canteen where we would eat as mm-hmm. employees. Mm-hmm. And I was with um, my supervisor, who was um, a Caucasian young man. And we were just in there eating. And I remember some guys came in who were Caucasians and they said, Oh, uh, Dean, I see you like your coffee black. And mm-hmm. I looked at him and I said, We aren't drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. And he said, They aren't talking about the extra thing, they're talking about you. And I'm like, Talk about me. Mm-hmm. And he said, Yes, talking about you. They're saying you're black. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay. And that was my first encounter mm-hmm. with racism it didn't matter the color of my skin to them I was black and that, I did that and that's something and I came home yes yes and I came home and I told my mom and I remember him telling me that it started to happen and he was having a swimming party and I was not going to need to come and I said and why would I be to come he said because my dad would kill me and he'll make us get out if you come and clean the pool Wow, you know and so, that was devastating to me because I really liked him just as a person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So y'all hear this now? We already are dealing with racism. Now this is what this is what compacts the problems that we have as African Americans. Because what Beth was saying was that even though she is lighter skinned, she still experiences racism. She's still a black person. She's just a light skinned black person, and so the racism that is um, constantly, constantly still committed because of our the complexion of our skin, she experiences too. But then she has to be deal with more because she's dealing with colorism. So you're already dealing That's with correct. racism and then it compa- it's compounded with your own people have an issue with you uh-huh. because of something you can't even control. Listen, uh-huh. you guys, we don't control our skin complexion. We don't control our eye shape or our physical features. Our parents come together and through genetics we get some of that and then God puts this little special touch on us and we come out and because he made us, we are beautiful. We deserve to be respected. We deserve to be loved unconditionally. There should not be a condition based on how we look or our complexion. I'm glad you brought that up because even though you're lighter skinned, if this were 1825, you'd still be going through racism too. You know, even though your skin is lighter. And so you would think the question, you know, bad thought therapy, Beth, is all about healing. What I'm trying to do is just put my little two cent in, different solutions. How can we heal? We know where it came from. We know where this colorism came from. Uh We know where racism came from. The question that I'm going to ask, what do you think are some things we can tell children, especially, that will help us heal from this? Because by now we we should have stopped. We should have stopped this. That's true. That was so important, the question that you asked. I remember watching a segment that Oprah Winfrey and Ayanna Benzine did mm-hmm. on colorism. Mm-hmm. And they had the darker skinned girls and they had the lighter skinned girls. And the light skinned girls were saying that they get the name calling too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's worse because they will let you know that you're not white. You'll never be one of us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there, are, there is a lot of anger 
because when they look at your lighter skin, they know that someone possibly in their culture, maybe in their own family, mm-hmm. could have mixed with yours. That's right. And so it's a constant reminder to them that yeah. their ancestors have done something. Yes. Which yeah. may be why all of this critical race theory is coming up. Mm-hmm. Because they know that someone was mixing with someone. That's right. For us to get this color. That's right. So, I remember Ayana saying the wound needs a witness. Mm. We both need to acknowledge the darker skinned young ladies and the lighter skinned young ladies need to both acknowledge that there are wounds. That's right. No wound is deeper or harder Come on or now. than the other. That's right. Acknowledge it and then let's begin the healing. And one of the healing ways that she talked about was just to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And just talk about your experiences and air them out so both sides could see how the other felt. That's right. And so I think this podcast, what you're doing, opens eyes. I remember I was talking to one of our principals and she said, Beth, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. You never hear your side. Right, so right. It's right. always the other side. And I don't mind that. That's right. But we also have these too. And, you know, we know that the queens back in the day mm-hmm. were the lightest skinned queens. Mm-hmm. Then you have to reverse. Mm-hmm. I just don't want discrimination, period. That's right. Whatever, whatever the qualifications are, whether it's through the essay or through some oratorical contest or something, whatever the, the qualifications are for someone to be elected the queen of the high school or the college or the elementary school, then let that be. Mm-hmm. Don't do it based on someone's color. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but it's real with you. That's right. But just let the best person who's the criteria to win. That's right. I can use my uh, platform to open up the doors for other women, then that's what I would do. And I think that is how we can begin to heal. Thank you. Whoever is in the seat to open up the door, whether it's a dark skinned girl, brown skinned girl, mm-hmm. light skinned girl, whoever it is that's in the seat that has the opportunity to open the door for someone else, then let's do that. Let's do and that. And that's the healing. That is powerful. And I think, oh, that is just so powerful talking about it communicating uh, my late sister as I mentioned earlier uh, Beth when we were talking she was your complexion she was lighter skin my mother had four children and we all came out different complexions of brown and so my lighter skin sister even though I never really paid attention to her complexion I guess just because she was my sister she had an issue and I remember because I grew up in Florida Sometimes she would just kind of lay out in the sun and uh-huh. she was trying to the point that it was actually detrimental because she uh-huh. was getting burnt. You know, she was burning because she was fair, very fair skinned uh-huh. and um, and she just wanted to be like everybody else. She didn't want to stand out. I don't remember any of us making an issue of her skin complexion, but I know my mother was saying when my sister, because my mother's very dark skinned. When uh-huh. my, my sister was born, she had people ask her, you know, what are you doing with this white baby? Because uh-huh. my sister was so light on my father's side. She was so light that people thought maybe she was, you know, white instead of just a very fair-skinned, light-skinned child. So uh-huh. I remember them, you know, my mother saying they asked her some questions. But, you know, again, the healing, it comes from communication. It comes from understanding the history of it and uh-huh. resisting that history this is this hatred for our complexions 
is something that was put on us. We can shove it off. We can resist it. We can reject it. That's another part of the healing. Another thing I want to add, and I really want to emphasize this, all things come from God. All yes. the, the, the skin complexions, our hair textures, our physical features, these things were created by God and they are beautiful. And when you're talking about a person, you're really talking about him. You're talking about his creation. I also think a solution is bringing in that spiritual part and just reminding people that God has made us different and that different doesn't mean better than or less than and that it's all beautiful just like he made the different flowers as I mentioned earlier and trees and animals and sea life and all of the different plants everything he he just he's a god of creativity and difference so that's another element in terms of healing is always remembering god made us that's and right. we're that's his right. property and that's right and, and what god says in his bible and it is good. It is good. Your complexion is good. That's right. Light of sense. So we have to reject that because that psychology, that believing that, you know, lighter skin or darker skin is better or vice versa, that doesn't come from us. That comes from outside of us. But we don't have to accept that ourselves. You know, one of the things I talk about, Beth, is we have to start to resist negative things. Sometimes we don't even know that we're participating in things because we sort of just mindlessly accept them or we haven't really spent time consciously thinking about them, but we can resist. We don't have to accept this 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 hatred and this against ourselves. We're just really hurting ourselves and without us unifying and just looking at people, looking, saying, okay, they're that whatever complexion, but so what? It just grieves me to know even as adults, but healing is possible for those of you who are listening. You can be healed of colorism. You can understand that this this hatred, this construct does not come from African-American people and resist it and love people regardless of their complexion. Now, Beth, I want to also, because we're getting ready to wrap things up, talk about your other books. You did another beautiful book. Talk about the book on skin. Okay, so that book. I'm sorry, the book on hair. We talked about the book on skin. I apologize. But you you did the book on skin, but mention the book about the different hair textures. Okay, and I just didn't realize that hairism was a word. I just heard that long ago on the radio. Yeah. Um, And so, I did, because I didn't want the curl in my hair, because at parent teaching school, I see girls who I'm not knocking weed at all. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are 12 and 13 and 11 years old, you may not be able to maintain your hair like someone who is a working person. That's right. Has a job and can actually go to the salon all the time. Mm-hmm. So we're noticing in our schools, and again, this is over 31 years, mm-hmm. girls are losing edges. Yes, yes. The breaking of the hair sometimes, mm-hmm. um, the weeds just tearing their hair out. And so I wanted girls to understand that there's nothing wrong with the curl in your hair. Your hair is curly, it's not nappy. Mm-hmm. It's the curliest hair, and the more curlier it is, the stylish fertility, the healthier it is. Mm-hmm. You have wavy hair, mm-hmm. and you have straight hair, and you have curly hair. Mm-hmm. And you start just changing the dialogue about what you call that. That's right. It's curly. 
That's right. And nappy is an insult, again, that slave owners use um, on enslaved people. That term nappy is an insult. It's an epithet that is against white people. Now, you can choose to be proud of your naps, too. You know, you want to call it nappy? Okay, fine. I love my naps, you know. But as she said, it is our hair is kinky. It's curly. Our cur- Some curls are tighter than others. Some are looser than others. But, you know, Beth, I'm so glad you mentioned the edges. I was, you know, you know where my business is. I'm in a public space, and I see a lot. And a young lady a couple of weeks ago, young child, she had to be no more than five. Beth, all of her edges were gone. And it was clear that someone had put a very strong chemical on her hair and it was straight, but she did not have any edges. And by now, because of the documentaries and just because now we can read you guys, those chemicals that permanently change the texture of our hair are damaging to our hair. And we don't have to use those anymore. There, there are new things that we've learned about different natural oils and different techniques that are, if you want to wear it straight, I like what you said. There's nothing wrong with straight hair. There's nothing, you know, black hair can be straight. It can be kinky. It can be coiled. It can be all these different ways. All of it's beautiful. But you're right. I went natural before natural was even popular or accepted. And let me tell you, I had the uh, relaxer, Nazis after me because I was so at peace about my hair being in its natural state the way God made it and so again the hair that we have Beth and I are both natural and the hair that we have on our head is the hair that God made I'm not against anybody who wants to straighten it I like what you say you're not against me I'm not either but if a person wants to just accept their natural hair that God gave them and, and, and see it as beautiful it's okay. You know, we've got to change that and again, start to see our beauty not defined by other people outside of our race, but by ourselves. This is our hair, you guys. And you don't have to change it. You don't have to process it for it to be beautiful. You can get, there's nothing wrong with the curl in my hair again from amazon.com. That again, there's nothing wrong with the skin there's nothing wrong with my skin, and there is nothing wrong with the curl in my hair. Beth, what was the title? I, I do not want to mess up your title because I want people to go and get your book. These, and by the way, there there's some skin books and hair books, but you guys, Beth Bolden, you're looking for these books by Beth Bolden, and we're about out of time. But I want you to talk about your third book real quick, Beth. Um, please, your third book, I just love it. Oh, it's so beautifully done. Talk about that. Okay sister yes. that book was inspired again by teaching school mm-hmm. and just seeing how girls communicate with each other and I wanted girls to understand that the beauty that you have on the outside comes from the beauty that's radiated on the inside Come on now. Yes. and that starts with a beautiful heart being kind and loving and accepting of everyone and everyone's differences and just walking in love and joy and peace yes and so that's the book that i dedicated uh, you know as my christian book and it talks about the beauty of the heart and you know knowing who jesus christ is and what he says about you yes and friends with people that's what being beautiful is about friendship and kindness and love yes yes if you want to be happy love people If you want to experience the best life possible, just love people. 
regardless of their physical features, their skin complexion, their hair texture, you guys, you will experience a love and a light in your life that you never thought imaginable. But it starts with first loving people as God's creation. Beth, I'm going to let you close out in a minute. Just say the final words of encouragement about anything you want to talk about. Again, Beth Bolden, B-O-L-D-E-N. Um, her books are available on Amazon. Whenever we do um, book signings at West End Mall, we'll let you know so you come out you can get a signed copy. But Beth, close us out. Close the show out. Thank you so much. Okay. I would close it out again just by saying the t-shirt that I have being bold in your black. Yes. I have a t-shirt bold in my black. And in the word black, it has three shades that are more significant in our race, mm-hmm. more predominantly in our race. And we see different shades of brown. Mm-hmm. And so I would say to the listeners, just being bold and mm-hmm. loving who you are in your skin tone, whatever it is, just be bold in who you are. You, and to the world. You, you got it, guys. You're bold and you have that confidence. No one can tear you down. That's it, you guys. And we have one more minute. Again, I mean, less than a minute. Just be bold in your black and who you are. Love yourself. Love God, most importantly, and love others. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Bad Thought Therapy. I'm Cherie Hardy. And don't forget to go to my website, badthoughttherapy.com, for more empowering episodes. Have a beautiful best day on, and the rest of you have a beautiful evening. Good night.